This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. Welcome to the 94th edition of the Clay Young Show. Podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107.3 mobile app bring you audio on demand. And I am glad to have you here. Our guest today is another political candidate for an office in the Baton Rouge area, actually in Baton Rouge. He would be running to be a member of the city council around these parts. We call it the Metro Council. So uh, David Vincent is our guest and he'll be here in studio. He's got the opportunity to sign the famed studio door. For those who've been to the room, they know what I mean. And for those of you who have not yet had the pleasure, one day maybe you might. Thank you again uh, for being with us, and thank you for subscribing to those of you who have. We appreciate the subscriptions that uh, are expanding. It is expanding on a weekly basis. As you go to iTunes and download the show, leave a comment. Leave a star rating for us. For good or bad, we'd love to know what you think about the show that we're doing here at podcast225.com. You could also do the same thing for the Waiting Room Podcast, hosted by Dr. Mary Catherine Rodrigue and Katie Fetzer. As we uh, produce this show for you, next week will be the second edition of The Waiting Room. Looking forward to that one. I hear they've got a pretty special guest on next week's show, so that should be pretty good. Last week was the announcement of the Capital Area Law Enforcement Foundation here in Louisiana. It is a group of business people, former law enforcement people and people impacted by some of the events of this last year in Baton Rouge. And the first order of business for the organization was purchasing equipment for the Baton Rouge Police Department. We had a press conference last week to announce the organization. I am on the board, and I actually serve as the vice chair of the board. Pat Inglade, who is a former Baton Rouge police chief, is the chairman of that board of executives Leo Verde, who's a general manager with Sullivan's Steakhouse in Baton Rouge, is on the board. Uh, We've got current bankers who are a part of the board and sitting and we've got other people joining as as we speak. And I had a conversation this weekend over that with someone. And one of the things I said at the press conference last week is that we were announcing this organization to hopefully back up our law enforcement, but also build a bridge of communication between police officers and the community. And we're going to do some of that work. It's amazing how polarized people are and how polarizing this subject is, that if you are with the police, you are against communities, specifically black communities. And all I can do as I sit here and say that is shake my head. Because I don't think that's true. I support law enforcement. Always have. Does that mean that every police officer I've ever met has been a good guy? Hell no, that's not true. I also support inner city and poorer communities. I have pretty much all of my adult life, first with volunteerism and time, and now I'm fortunate enough to every now and again I can... I say every now and again, it seems pretty often, uh, give a few bucks to causes that I care about and try to give something back and hopefully pay it forward in some ways. But having said that, I don't believe that 
every person in the inner city is an angel. And I don't believe every person in the inner city is a, is a criminal. And I think we got to get beyond this kind of thing. And I just won't play that game. I'm not going to be forced to be on one side or the other. I care about people in this community and I want to help as much as I can, but I also appreciate and support law enforcement. I have no ax to grind with police officers and I'm not looking for anything because I'm not running for office. I don't drive around this town or this state breaking a bunch of laws where I need to have cops in my back pocket to get me out of trouble. I try to conduct myself smarter than that. And so I don't have an agenda except I, I just want to be a part of the solution here. And, you know, I took a lot of criticism from people for being a part of it. And it's like, I, I listen, man, I think in life, in life, if you make tough decisions with an interest in being popular, I don't think you'll ever, ever truly step up to the plate and make the tough decisions to really swing for the fences because you're too worried about what people think. I believe as long as your intention is not to hurt anybody, whether the outcome will or won't, as long as that's not your intention, you got to do what you think is right. But in this country, we've, we've got to really address the way we communicate about what's happening with law enforcement. And that's a larger conversation that I hope to have here on this show with you. And I'm already working on it, but I'm very proud to be a member of the Capital Area Law Enforcement Foundation. And I'm equally as proud to be a part of some of the volunteer work that I do to help people in this community and across this state. And I said to someone last year because I last year, last weekend, excuse me, because I live here. I have chosen a side. I've chosen Baton Rouge. I've chosen to try to be a part of the solution as best I can. I'm just one guy. But I'll do as best I can. And that's it. So with that, speaking of Baton Rouge and the future of the city, there is an election this year and we're going to be choosing a new mayor and there is going to be new members elected to the city council. And we will talk with one man who hopes to be a candidate. He's a friend of mine, known him for a very long time, and he's running for Council District 11. His name is David Vincent and you will hear from him next. Podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand. If you've wanted your own podcast, the time to call us is now. This year, Podcast 225 will be launching new shows and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more, call 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today. Clay Young here with Brian Lowe with Brian Lowe Financial. Don't forget his web address is brianlowefinancial.com. Brian, when you are an independent person talking with someone about their finances, it's got to give you more room to just shoot them straight. You know, the, the fiduciary rule is big today. So everybody's hearing about this rule. It's it's now law. Yeah. Uh, everybody's out there struggling to now get their Series 65. But look, hey, I've had that my whole career. Right. We've been a fiduciary the whole 18 years of being in business. But now your insurance agent's going out there to get a Series 65, and he just got their licenses, and the truth is he doesn't have practice using it. Yeah. You want someone practicing on you, the nope. truth is no. So more importantly today, find someone who's independent. Uh, there's five business models. Your broker does stocks. A mutual fund company does mutual funds. An insurance agent does insurance products. Find someone who's independent that can put you first, 
not a product. It's all about being a fiduciary. Give us a call today. You can look up Brian and his team. His web address again is brianlowfinancial.com. Welcome back to The Clay Young Show. Back with David Vincent, businessman, martial arts instructor who is a candidate for Metro Council District 11. Uh, David and I have known each other now 12 or 13 years, and he mentioned to me some time ago that he wanted to do this. And, you know, normally when people I don't know very well ask me about running for office, because I get that a lot, my question is almost always, why? And in his case, it wasn't because I knew him so well. I knew that service was kind of one of those things that he cares about. He and I both served together on the board of one of the local YMCAs. He's been on that board, gosh, three, four times as long as I have. And he's volunteered with running groups that have happened or that exist around the city. He is a bit of a fitness guy, both mentally and physically. And he wants to ply his trade as an empowerer on the city council. And so he's here to talk with us a little bit about that. First up, how are you, my friend? I'm always good, especially when I get a chance to hang out with you, Clay. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, this journey that you are on right now to do this, where did it, where did it start? I think it, you know, it, it starts like, a, like you would hope a lot of political uh, careers, if we're going to call it that, start. It starts with sitting around talking to friends and, and trying to come up with solutions, things that... Uh, you know, that would help our city move forward. Uh, some, you know, maybe some different visions, some fresh ideas. And, and that's where it started from it, you know, just having conversations with you and other like-minded uh, individuals and, and just questioning sometimes being a, you know, just a, a, a regular businessman, not involved in politics. Right. Uh, it just, it, it, it brought me to a lot of questions, you know, why things go on the way they do and figure the best way that I was going to get those answers was just, Get out in the middle of it and see see what it was all about. Right. Let's talk about your your politics and what you stand for without telling people what party you're in. And then we'll you'll end with that. But without telling people what party you're in, let's talk about your politics. Well, politically, I'm a I am a conservative. Um, I'm a small business owner, have been now since 1993. And I think that drives a lot of my uh, of my policies. I think that drives a lot of my ideas. Um, you know, taxes are something that we that we struggle with as a as a small business. Yeah. But uh, you know, we also need to uh, protect our our city, pay our police officers what they deserve. Um, so politically, I'm I'm uh, I'm pretty conservative. I would say uh, I, I don't. I'm a smaller government versus bigger government kind of guy. Explain that. All right. Well, you know, there's there's certain things that the government needs to provide for us: um, a safe environment, mm-hmm. um, infrastructure, mm-hmm. um, and you know, a, a, a society that has laws and a court system that uh, that protects us. You know, outside of that, I don't know how much more we need their involvement. I think it's it's most people, if given the opportunity to think about it. They don't want the government accosting them on a regular basis, regardless. And obviously, you know, David's a Republican and he's got conservative ideals. You talk about that. You'll be one of 12 if you're elected to the city council. Next year, I believe, will be the most important year Baton Rouge has faced in probably a half a century. 
it's going to be more impactive than Gustav. The floods did more damage than Gustav in 2008. Uh, it did it did more for the overflow of population here than Katrina. Then you've got the aftermath of the Alton Sterling shooting and the shooting of those police officers. There is no getting around how important next year is to the future of this town. So that being said, what's your mindset going into that? Well, I, uh, first of all, uh, you know, the, the, the tragedies that hit Baton Rouge um, just... Gosh, you know, your heart goes out to, to the flood victims, uh, you know, to the, to the, the families of, uh, of Alton and the, and the police officers. Um, but one thing that I think we learned about our community, one valuable thing is when we need to, when we have to, we can work together. No doubt about it. We can pull together. We've shown that resiliency. We've shown that uh, just that colorblind society that, that I, I, knew, I knew was here. Um, I think it, we need to have that same type of uh, sense of working together on the mm-hmm. Metro Council. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only way we're going to be able to, to really truly recover from all this. Now, listen, you and I have known each other a long time. I'm I, One thing I don't do with listeners is, is pretend with them, especially on my podcast, on my podcast site. So we're friends. Yes. And, and that's just the truth. Sure. And so I am, uh, I'm biased to you as a friend, although I don't live in your council district. But the guy you're, the, the major guy you're running against has been a number two to the guy who's had that job for four years. He knows where the potholes are. He knows, you know, the four corners of the district and he knows how the people of District 11 think. How do you compete with that experience? Well, first of all, I'll say that he got that experience by being involved. And that's what I'm asking to do is give me a chance to be involved. Um, you know, I, I think what I bring to the table is I bring somebody new. I bring somebody that, that hasn't been there or hasn't run for this office before. Um, and I, I think that, that that's what we need in government right mm-hmm. now. We need, we, we need people who are really of service and service-minded and, uh, and not politicians. Yeah, yeah. Again, drill down on that. What makes you different? Because you guys agree on a lot of the big picture ideals of politics. But why are you separated? Why are you different than him? Well, how far uh, how far I want to go politically is uh, is not really anything that I'm that I'm that I'm thinking about. Um you know, the, the bottom line is, uh, is I want a chance to get out there and do my best for the community. Right. That is my sole motivation. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a couple of people have told me before, well, never say that you won't run again. Never say that you won't run for anything else. Well, oh boy, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm really close to saying that never word, you know, you, 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 I, I tell you, you know, in, it's in, a kick in, in the back pockets, isn't it? Well, it is. Yeah, it really is. And it, it's quite the education. I mean, I, I've learned a lot. I've met a lot of people. I've uh, it, it's this is really an amazing journey just right. up to this point so right. far. But, um, you know, this is the person who I am. We, we started this organization, national organization mm-hmm. um, of, of businesses, martial arts businesses, Um I was the original chairman for that that business, and I was the chairperson because 
basically my peers came to me and said, look, we're not going to all agree unless we have you sit us down and right. you work with us. And, uh, and, and so that's the type of person I am. Well, I spent two years putting that company together. And at the end of the two years, everybody said, all right, two more. You know, you guys, <laughs> we need you two more. And, and, and I said, actually, no, I'm done. I spent my two years. I've done what I've needed to do. And now somebody else needs to step up and serve. That's, that's the type of quote unquote politician that I want to be. Um, to do the job and then the move job. on. Move on. Move well, on. you know, listen, I know that again about you to be true. I have to ask about, I have to ask, I'm going to ask about that with him because it's, it's a realistic comparison. You guys being the top guys in that race and you know, you're not alone, but your experience as a businessman, his experience having been there under Ryan uh, and Heck's been a, a, a bit of a loose cannon whose mouth has gotten him in trouble more often than not. Um, but but this is a can do kind of district and there are a few of those around Baton Rouge. Let's talk about some of the specifics of what the city will face next year. As a parish, we're going to face the loss of a lot of property tax dollars, and that will trickle down to what the individual homeowners and businesses do because people are leaving. So if the population shifts somewhere else, that's going to have an impact on where people spend their money and how. And we don't even know what that's going to look like yet. Lauren Scott says he thinks it's 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 probably going to be bad because he doesn't believe banks are going to be all that generous next year. So we don't know what that reality is. The Department of Justice is any is going to release a decision anywhere from tomorrow to the beginning of the year. Local people don't know yet. And I can I'm one of the people who can be pretty honest and telling telling you from the inside. They don't know yet. You're going to have to deal with that next year. Public safety, the impact of the city. So economically, with fewer dollars impacting the parish, with the possibility of a spike in dollars from the sales tax, from what's happening with people rebuilding, you're going to have an influx of cash and then it may go away. So that dynamic is going to be kind of nebulous. You don't know what it is. What's your mindset like going into next year? I, I'm sorry the question was so long-winded, but what's your mindset like going into next year? Uh, you know, I, I think if any one of us had the answers to that question, uh, they would be elected tomorrow. So then how do you approach it, though? Without having the answers, what's yeah. your methodology? I think that, I think that the, the council is going to have to work together, going to have okay. to work with the new mayor. Um, that might be a unique concept. But everybody says but, that. But I mean, how, yeah. but how is it different? Drill down on that because the mayor is either going to be, in my opinion, Senator White or former Senator Sharon Weston Broom. Okay. So then with, with Bodie White, it'll be easier. Idealistically and, and, and politically, you guys see the world through the same shade of glasses. Sharon Broom, close to, but not the same. So how do you do that? Yeah, that's the... Uh, but how do you do it? I'm asking the, you. Yeah, You're going to yeah. be on the council. How do you do it? That's the big question. Um, I think that we need to, we need to look at lots of, uh, lots of different things. Um, For you know, instance? The, okay, so we've got this, we've got this FEMA money yeah. uh, that is either coming in or not coming in, and that seems to be what I'm hearing. It's either one person gets it and the next person right. doesn't. Uh, you know, that's, that's something that, that I, I guess, I, you know, uh, Congressman Graves is, has, you know, uh, talked about some of the struggles with yeah. that, but, yeah. 
but uh, we need that we need that money to get people back in their houses as soon as possible so we can right. rebuild that tax right. structure that right. we right. might right. be losing. Um, you know, it it's going to be time for us to look at this city budget even closer. We're not going to have the 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 income yes. as much as we can minimize it. It's not going to be there. Right. So little projects that um, we can't afford. We're just going to have to be realistic and realistic and say we can't afford this right now. There you go. You know, recovery mode is just that. It's recovery, and and once you get past recovery, then you can move on to prosperity. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, what we've been dealt with. No, it's 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 time to do what you would do, what I would do in my business if I had this happen Absolutely. to me. Absolutely, I would tighten my belt, no question, and I would get up and go to work twice as many hours in the day, no question. And that's a realistic thing. So now, public safety, y- you you don't know what's going to happen when the Alton Sterling decision comes down the pike. I am not willing to say Baton Rouge will burn no. because after the incident, Baton Rouge didn't burn. Mm-mm. Quite frankly, the murder of these officers happened because someone else came here to do That's that. That's right. I don't think that would have happened with our own people. I don't think so either. It didn't happen with it our own It didn't happen. People. So, but we don't know what reality we're going to face. But here's what we do know. Law enforcement next year. Now, I'm on a foundation that supports law enforcement and their families. We just announced it as we record this last week. And there is a great need. There is, there is a need to be able to help police officers and communities come together in certain ways of dialogue, which we're going to support. But there's also a need for equipment and something to do with salary and benefits for our guys and gals. What about law enforcement here? Okay. Well, again, you know me, and I am absolutely pro-military, pro-law enforcement all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you alluded to some of my volunteer work in the local running community. You know, a lot of that is spent helping uh, facilitate some of these charity 5Ks that, right. that donate money to lots of uh, local charities. Sure. And, and in that, um, I deal with the, the city police department, you know, uh, mostly. Yeah. Uh, the sheriffs, too, but mostly the city police officers, I've gotten to know a lot of these, these, uh, individuals getting permits and so on and so forth. And, uh, man, this is, they're, they're, they're great people. And, um, I listen to them struggle trying to get enough officers on the streets, um, with their current paid structure. How do you compete for a young man or woman at 31, $32,000 a year with a starting salary in the state police being some odd 14,000 more. That's Mm -hmm. right. Right here. And then some of these kids that you want to compete for are college educated. Yeah. And it's like, you just, it's harder for them. And again, you, you nailed it with the state police paying you so much more. Sure. Oh, you go be a trooper, get an SUV and, and you know, patrol I 10 and I 12 versus here. Someone told me that in Ascension Paris, Gonzalez has a higher starting salary than BRPD. Hmm. Yeah, that I, I don't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know about that. I haven't looked at what they make in the other in the other parishes. Well, this was someone who works for BRPD who told me that. All right. <laughs> so. Well, I do know that BRPD couldn't fill their academy of thirty something, no, and they the can't. state police, you know, just knocked it out the park. Well, because of what they're paying people. Well, yeah. now, granted, I will say this: much like teaching, you should not go into law enforcement because of what you're going to make. 
Well, true, but, but if you got two but equal if jobs go, but and if, one pays right, more, right? But you if you're going to go do it, yeah. you should be compensated accordingly. And I do think, much like teachers, police officers are grossly underpaid sure, for the job they do, and the most, and and for the most part, they make their money. A lot of them in overtime mm-hmm. and after hours work. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what happens if they kill this this year and it comes back next year? This residency thing that's going on right now. Well, I, I'm not for the residency thing. Nor am I, to be um, quite honest with you. You know, the I, I, I see the motivation for it. I, I see, you know, uh, the push for it. But, you know, the, the reality is, is that if we can't get officers right now, right. then uh, it, we're not helping ourselves out. I don't care where an officer lives. No way. As mm-hmm. long as he or she, or she yeah cares about the city and the people they serve. Absolutely. I don't care if you live on the moon. As long as you get to work on time and you care about the people that you are policing, that's what matters to me. Yeah. And there's and there, you know, the and, and some of the issues are uh with what the police salaries are and with some of the issues we have in education. These people are moving out the parish mm-hmm. not not because they necessarily want to live out the parish, mm-hmm. but because on that income they're choosing to do that because it's the best thing financially for their family. Right. There's just so many problems that are all intertwined in this one thing. You're not solving it with, uh, you know, with a residency. Not some emotional piece of legislation. Absolutely Uh, not. Just a couple more questions. The last thing is going to be, uh, why are you the candidate for the job? But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about infrastructure. Here in Baton Rouge, the green light tax, I don't think is going to happen this year because because of the sales tax increase that we saw after one of the legislative sessions, I don't think you can do that. Property tax-wise, how can you ask for millage now when there are people who are not even living in their homes because the homes are sitting gutted? Or in some cases, for people without any cash, the waters are gone, but there's still sheetrock in the house because they can't afford to do anything with it. So that's not going to happen this year. But we do need road improvements. The work that was started under Mayor Holden, and and you have to give him credit for some of that. We still have so much more to do. In District 11, which encompasses a part of Mid-City and a part of Southeast Baton Rouge, depending on which end of that district you're in, you either have roads that really ought to be expanded or an addition to some of those roadways. What's your philosophy about asking for infrastructure improvements from the executive level, the executive branch above you guys or next to you guys? Okay. We didn't, the, the problems that we have with traffic now, uh, they, they didn't go away. No. Um, what went away was the opportunity for the funds possibly right. to, to do this. Right. So when I, when I say we've got to, you know, maybe tighten our belts, this might be an area that we our belts are tightened for us, you know, the lack of, uh, of, of the, of the public's desire to add the millage, add the mm-hmm. taxes for the, for the infrastructure. How do you sell it though, David? How do you, Gosh, how do you sell it? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, we recognize, we recognize the need, um, but we don't want to pay for it. Well, especially why, now, especially now. So why is that? And, and this gets right back into why I'm running for office. These, the questions like this are questions that I have, just mm-hmm. like everybody else. Sure. And, and the answer comes back to, I don't think we always trust the people in office to make the right decisions with our money. A little bit, a little bit. So we're less likely to say, yes, we will pay you more mm-hmm. when we look around and say, what have you done with it? So when we're talking about 
somebody new, when we're talking about somebody that wants to come in and do what's right for this community, man, you're talking to me. I'm your guy next door. I feel it. Do I don't have the answers, but I can tell you that some of the zoning that has been, some of the zoning decisions that have been made have added a lot to this traffic issue. Yeah. When we, when we're building buildings and, and, and apartments and so on, I'm for smart growth, man. I'm a businessman. Load all the people in this city that you can, and then bring them to my business and spend money with me. <laughs> you know, I'm a capitalist. That's right. I am a, 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 a proud capitalist, <laughs> right. but a lot of those things have caused the extra, uh, you know, traffic on the streets, sure. turn lanes, light synchronization, these connector streets that we don't have between the major thoroughfares, those are smaller, quicker fixes. Yeah. And those can probably, that money can probably be found in the existing budgets. The mm-hmm. bigger projects, we need them. Gosh knows we need them. Yeah. But uh, they're probably not coming next week. If the trust was there, I think you're right. People would be more prone to allow yes. for some of this because when it comes to road work it's like having to put a new roof on the house you'd love to spend that money on a big old flat screen and maybe some some new suits or dresses or whatever but it's a necessity thing road work is a necessity and the reason people are hesitant is because you said it earlier what are you doing what you already ha- with what yeah. you already have so uh, i said i was going to ask you why should people vote for you instead of somebody else in district 11 well I think that bottom line, if you want if you want this city to go in a little different direction, if 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 you're tired of the politics as usual, if you want somebody fresh with new vision and a new philosophy, somebody that can restore some trust and some respectability to to uh, public office, then I'm your guy. Um, like I said, I'm 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 not a politician. Uh, I'm absolutely not a politician, but I but I do believe that with the right leadership and and the right person with a heart of service, we can thrive, man. This city is awesome. I love this city, and uh, and I just want to do my best for it. Well, I can tell you, he sucks at being a politician, but he absolutely kills it at being a leader. So that that's what you want more than anything else. It, Thank is you. someone who doesn't care care about being political because that's what's driven up deficits and. You know, some of the work that we're having to do now might have been able to be done 25, 30 years ago had we just had some common sense vision and leadership because we passed that pothole tax that Kip brought to us because it made sense and we needed to do it. And he did pretty much everything he said he was going to do with that. That's proof positive. We'll pay for something if we need it and there's nothing else to pay for it. And I think that's where people, politicians miss us. Because they say, let's fix the road. And oh, by the way, uh, let's put this new building over here and let's put a new light tower over here. Hell, I'm not paying for that. So how can people find you on social media, learn more about your platform and all of that? All right. So uh, on the web, we are David Vincent for spelled F-O-R-B-R. Um, we have the Facebook page. Same thing. David Vincent for B-R. Uh, lots of ways out there to reach me. Um email. Uh, I'd give you my cell phone number, but uh, I won't go <laughs> Don't that do far. That. Don't do that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Reach out to me and uh, and take a look at what we've got. We've got, uh, you know, a few more events planned, a couple more forums to speak at. And then uh, and let's, let's knock this thing out the park November 8th. David Vincent, he's a good guy. If you live in district number 11, you have heard from one of your candidates. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. My pleasure.
This is Dr. Mary Catherine Rodri. And I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your hosts for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107 mobile app. Promote your business or organization on podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Welcome back to The Clay Young Show. Special thanks to David Vincent for dropping by and talking with us and explaining to you his vision for Baton Rouge Council District number 11. And you get to make up your own mind based upon what you heard. And you heard me say in the show, in the interest of transparency, he's been a friend of mine for a long time. So I really don't have any bias as it relates to him. If I lived in the district, I'd vote for him. I I believe he, he wants to do this for the right reason. That's no slight against anyone else, but I just wanted to put that out there just so no one thought that I was you know, trying to throw a curve and and something special for a friend of mine. If any of the candidates running against him would love to come and sit in that same chair, hey, they're welcome to do so. And we're going to try to talk to one or all three of the top three major mayoral candidates before the election gets here. Listen, I want to give a special thanks to Jim Inkster. I sat in for him on his statewide radio show earlier this week and had a blast. Spoke with U.S. Senator Bill Cassidy, who was so proud of himself because he repaired a toilet in his house. I told him in a text message he was talking like he had cured cancer. So it was good to speak with Senator Cassidy. I spoke with Treasurer John Kennedy, who's a candidate for U.S. Senate here in Louisiana. And the young ladies who produce Jim's show, Emily and Allie were phenomenal. They kept me on time and kept everything inside of the white lines and out of the ditches, and so that was fun. All right, show number 95 is in the books. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can get the Clay Young Show and the Waiting Room Podcast here. It is audio on demand at its finest. Maybe I'm a little biased. You can follow me on Twitter at ClayYoungBR. That's at ClayYoungBR or on Facebook, Just look for Clay Young. You can also follow podcast225.com at podcast225 on Twitter. And of course, Facebook backslash podcast225. It has been our pleasure. Hit that subscribe button, y'all. Leave a comment. Leave a rating. We appreciate it. If you are a non-Apple user, you can just log on to the website podcast225.com. And my email address is clay at podcast225.com. Have a great one, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.